Come on. Well, lifeblood, this is George G, and the time is right. Welcome to today's guest, strong and powerful Dr. Raj Anand. Dr. Raj, you ready to do this? I am. Thank All you. Right. Yeah, let's let's go. Dr. Raj is a retired cardiology specialist. He's got over 60 plus years in the medical field. He was a professor for 40 plus years. He's an inventor. He's done a lot of really, really cool things. He is an author. His newest book is healthy diet and mindfulness to prevent coronary heart and disease to prevent coronary heart disease. Excited to have you on Raj. Tell us a little bit about your personal life, some more about your work and why you do what you do. Well, I do what I do because I love it. And uh, I was a professor of cardiovascular diseases at the university of Massachusetts medical school for 41 years. Before that, I was trained in cardiology uh, at uh, Harvard uh, University Hospitals, at uh, Brigham and Women Hospital in Boston, then Massachusetts General Hospital. Then I came over here as professor, and uh, I have been director of coronary care unit, uh, director of non-invasive cardiovascular laboratories, and uh, Director of Cardiovascular Research Laboratories. I enjoyed my 41 years of teaching, uh, learned a lot, and now I am uh, retired. Uh, and I have been uh, interested very much in a healthy uh, lifestyle. And so that is why I decided to write a book uh, so that everybody can take advantage of it. I found that uh, there are a lot of things which other books do not uh, mention. Uh, they usually talk about uh, things in generalities, eat fruits, vegetables, beans, whole grains, but nobody tells you if you go to supermarket and you want to buy bread, how to choose which one is the best for you. You want to buy eggs, which eggs not to buy and which ones to buy and why. If you are buying oil, which oil and why not others? If you are traveling, how to have the ability and knowledge to choose foods when you are staying at hotels that are healthy for you. You go to a restaurant, order salad, why you should tell the server to make sure to take out seeds from tomatoes. So this is more specific in details. Uh, and uh, that was one reason I decided to write this book. And second reason was healthy diet alone is not enough. You have to have healthy lifestyle for which you need healthy diet, regular exercise, and even more importantly, reduce the stress. And there's plenty of stress these days. There are eight chronic, debilitating, and eventually deadly diseases. Uh, and they are a heart disease, high blood pressure, stroke, 
uh, loss of memory leading to Alzheimer's and dementia and depression, cancer, and uh, leaky gut syndrome where the stomach is always upset and bloating, uh, diabetes, and lastly arthritis. And all these diseases are caused by a chronic low-grade inflammation and in all over the body. And these can be significantly reduced and these diseases can be eventually eliminated if we reduce that chronic low-grade inflammation. <clears throat> and that can be done uh, if the stress is reduced plus healthy diet and regular exercise. And that's what I mean, healthy lifestyle. So that is why this is the first book ever which is on healthy diet as well as mindfulness because I have mentioned a technique, a simple technique which you have to practice only 10 to 15 minutes a day to reduce the stress. Of course, stress will not be reduced. It will be there all around you, but it will not affect you. So that was uh, the reason I wrote this book. And of course, uh, my wife unfortunately died two years ago after 57 years of marriage. She died of cancer. And therefore I thought it would be a good idea to uh, write this book. And uh, the proceeds from the book, all of the proceeds from Amazon, will go directly to Dana-Farber Cancer Institute in Boston for cancer research and support of those who go there for treatment and cannot afford to live. And they are uh, fully expenses paid. They stay there, they get treated there. Everybody knows that. So it is in the loving memory of my wife that all the proceeds will go there. So these are the three reasons why I wrote this book. Well, I certainly appreciate appreciate all those, and I appreciate appreciate the the amazing accomplishment of fifty seven years of marriage. And I, I'm sorry for your loss, and I appreciate you taking the time to write the book and then to donate all the proceeds. So thank you. If I may just mention quickly. The book is designed to equip the reader with the knowledge so that they can decide for themselves which foods are healthy for them and which they should avoid. Nice. There's so much that goes into having a healthy lifestyle, being a healthy person. And you've certainly talked about all of those things. And then there's all the things that are sort of lined up against us, stressful lives, fast and convenient food, which is not healthy for us. Um, not understanding that I shouldn't be eating, you know, seed oils versus avocado oil and things like that. There's just, there's hundreds and it's complex and it's confusing. When you started teaching 40 years ago, was, was, was there considerably less inflammation versus where we are today? Uh, you mentioned 40 years, and the answer is yes. <clears throat> because 40 years ago, there was not that much stress. 
40 years ago, people used to socialize more, uh, not as much on social media as in person. Uh, so uh, the answer to your question is yes. And I must add for a healthy lifestyle, this healthy diet and regular exercise and stress reduction are important, but there are three other things. And if you complete the list of six, you are leading a healthy style. And those other three are adequate sleep, six to eight hours sleep every night. And I've discussed that in the book. Socializing in person, not through social media. And lastly, once a year physical checkup. And in that checkup, when you go to a doctor, they usually order blood tests, cholesterol, triglycerides, good cholesterol, bad cholesterol, etc. I have mentioned one test, which if you do not tell the doctor, they will not do. And that is a must to avoid coronary artery disease. It tells you right away in what risk group you are. And uh, that is there in the book also. Got it. What what role does, does alcohol, because I am a, uh... I am a bit of a caveman in a lot of ways, Raj. And sometimes when I socialize, I'm, I, I, I drink alcohol. How does that factor in? Okay. There are studies uh, that those who drink uh, no more than two drinks a day, whether it is wine or hard liquor, and no more than 13 drinks a week, the incidence of coronary heart disease is less. They live longer. The study was done on more than 16,000 people of all ages and uh, both sexes, uh, and uh, those results were obtained. Uh, but you have to limit yourself to that. And that does not mean all the 13 drinks in two days. <laughs> spread over the week no more than two drinks a day. Secondly, if you drink, always drink slowly and in between have sips of water. Now French, they drink a lot of wine and yet in Europe, including France, their men live two years longer than men in USA. And women also live longer than over here. And for this, uh, a American scientists went there to study and found out that number one, when they eat their meal, they take at least one hour to finish the meal. They eat very slowly and they drink very slowly with it. So when you eat slowly, the food is getting metabolized, converted into energy, uh, storage at the same time. So blood sugar levels do not go up as they would if you eat fast. And here in USA, we eat on the run. Uh, so eating slowly is very important and eat only when you are hungry. It is better to have uh, 
three or four small frequent meals during the day rather than one or two large meals. So to, coming back to your question, drinking is not bad as long as you are disciplined and uh, take your drinks as I have mentioned. Uh, if you can, it is better to have the drink than wait for about 40 minutes to an hour before you eat the meal. Because that way your drink gets metabolized and then you go for uh, the food. Otherwise, liver looks at the drink as a toxin, a toxic material, and consider its priority to detoxify it before uh, digesting your, uh, metabolizing your meal. Hmm. And if you are taking them together, then liver is busy dealing with alcohol and the food, glucose especially from it is circulating and keeps circulating in the blood. And during that, every time it re-enters the liver, liver converts into fat. And that fat goes and gets deposited either in the arteries, including coronary arteries, or at the places like belly, hips, where it is very difficult to get rid of. So if you keep those things in mind, then alcohol is okay. I hope I answered your question. You did. Thank you, sir. So I, I, I try and be as practical as I can, and I'm fond of saying I'd rather be useful than brilliant. And it sounds like you've, you've accomplished that by making this a very user-friendly, very prescriptive book. Buy this. Don't, 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 don't buy that. Here's a 10-minute simple practice you could take on a daily basis for mindfulness to reduce your stress levels. Um, what I've, you certainly know better than, better than probably anybody how challenging it is for Americans to have healthy lifestyles. So when somebody picks up the book, what, how are you hoping that they're going to consume it and then more importantly, apply things? Well, I'm hoping that by reading the book and feeling free to going to my website, uh, rajkayanand.com, it is one word, R-A-J-K-A-N-A-N-D. They can contact me if they have any question. There is my email address and I always answer email. So I will answer their questions. And I'm not saying that don't eat this, don't eat that, you decide yourself. But remember one rule, the old grandma's rule, eat everything in moderation. And that way you can enjoy everything. For example, people love desserts. I say, fine. You want dessert after the meal? Go for a dark chocolate and have half an ounce to one ounce of dark chocolate, not dark milk chocolate because all dark chocolates are not the same. Make sure it says on the uh, packet right outside that it has a cacao content of 75% or more 
you can start with 70% and then build your taste up, but never buy if the cacao content is less than 60%. Whereas in dark milk chocolates, the cacao content is less than 35%. And therefore, if uh, you develop a taste for dark chocolate, I have in my own life, every night after dinner, I have half house of dark chocolate with cacao content of 88%. To begin with, it may be a little bitter for you, but start with 75 and then go on to 78, 77, they are available. And that way you can enjoy your dessert and avoid the coronary disease. Uh, it has a lot of antioxidants in it, which help these days. And uh, what other things have antioxidants, I would be glad to discuss if you want me to. Uh, so uh, that is what I'm hoping for. I love it. Yeah, I find that, uh, that things just have to fit, right? They have to fit into our lifestyles because we can't just go without. So right. the idea of... I'm sorry. You mentioned uh, in the, our lifestyle here, well, okay, you want to remain non-vegetarian, perfectly all right. Make sure, uh, have eat small pieces of meat, have lean meat, remove all the fat. And if you can, make sure buy the meat of the cows which are fed on grass, and not on cornmeal or soybean meal. But if you can't get that, just make sure it is a small piece and it is a lean meat. I'm not asking you not to eat meat unless you already have coronary disease. So I allow practically everything in moderation. What's the problem with, 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 with the grain fed or the soybean fed meat over grass fed? Okay. <clears throat> Uh, soybean and corn, they have, have fatty acids, fats, which are called omega-6 fatty acids, and they cause inflammation. And uh, therefore, uh, it is recommended that if you buy meal, uh, meat, buy the one which is from grass-fed or pasture-fed animals, same thing for eggs. You go buy eggs, they are available, it says pasture fed or pastured. And if they are non-GMO also, that's even great. There is a myth that brown eggs are better than white eggs, and that is why brown eggs are more expensive. There is no truth to it. They taste the same, their nutrition is the same. The only difference is that the uh, hens that lay brown eggs, they are bigger in size, they consume more meal, so it is more expensive to raise them, and therefore brown eggs are more expensive. But from nutrition point of view, there's no difference. And there also, if they, it writes pastured eggs, non-GMO, that's great. So these small, small things matter. Fascinating. So when I'm eating grass-fed beef over grain-fed, the actual animal itself in a, in a grain-fed, a grain-fed cow has a higher level of omega-6s than does a grass-fed cow? 
that is correct. Not only that, omega-3 fatty acids are the one that neutralize the effect of omega-6 and they are healthy fats. It has been found that the grass-fed or pasture-fed animal, their omega-3 levels are also higher uh, than the grain-fed. Same way in eggs, those hens that are grass-fed or pasture, their eggs are, they contain more omega-3 than the others. Does that have anything to do with like like percentage of like body fat on, on the animal or is that irrelevant to the to the actual type of omega-6 versus omega-3? Well, that is irrelevant, but at the same time, if you buy that meat, there will be a lot of fat on the meat. And that uh, contains a, a saturated fat in it and saturated fat can go and deposit in the arteries and uh, cause coronary disease. So that is why I say always remove the fat. So in that aspect, it is relevant. Got it. Interesting. Fascinating stuff, doctor. Well, I'm certainly grateful for the work and the amount of time that you put in and the very accessible way that you've structured your knowledge and given it back. But after 41 years, it doesn't surprise me that you know how to teach this stuff. So. You're very kind. Thank you. <laughs> so give us the, uh, tell us again where people can pick up a copy of Healthy Diet and Mindfulness to Prevent Coronary Heart Disease and your website again, please, sir. Yes. The website is rajkanan.com. It is one word, R-A-J-K-A-N-A-N-D. And uh, when you go on rajkanan.com, uh, there is home page. You will uh, learn something about me. And uh, then uh, there is uh, a card uh, and also says shop. If you click on that, it will directly connect you to Amazon. Uh, and uh, you can review the book also. It is $13.99. Uh, and uh, it is uh, also available in the download Kindle form, which is only $2.99. And uh, then there is my podcast, uh, and this one will be there too. Uh, they can listen to it. And after that, if they have any questions, there is a button that says contact. They can uh, push that, and it gives them my email address. They can contact me anytime, and I promise I will uh, answer the email in reasonable time. And I will emphasize again that monies do not come to me. All the proceeds from the book go directly from Amazon to Dana-Farber Cancer Institute in Boston for taking care of the patients with cancer as well as research. Excellent. Well, if you enjoyed this as much as I did, show Raj your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas, go to rajkanand.com. It's R-A-J-K-A-N-A-N-D.com. Pick up a copy of the book, Healthy Diet and Mindfulness to Prevent Coronary Heart Disease, and check out all the other great resources, check out the other podcasts, and shoot Dr. Raj an email as well. Thanks again, Raj. You are most welcome, and thanks for giving me the opportunity. You're welcome.
And until next time, keep fighting the good fight. We are all in this together.